Welcome in a new episode. And today, we are with Connor Fustenberg-Stotz, an expert in sustainable shipping practices and maritime operations with over 25 years of experience in the maritime and offshore sectors. In this episode, we explore whether autonomous ships pose a threat to the jobs of seafarers in the future and the challenges that comes with these new types of vessels. So let's meet Connor. Uh, nice to meet you, Connor. Welcome to this uh, new episode, and thank you. And I want to ask you questions just about autonomous ships. Uh, just what do you think about the future of sea power uh, with autonomous ships? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting question. So, when when this uh, autonomous ships have gone off the ha maritime headlines, but clearly people are still working on autonomous ships, mm. and I think we have to understand the difference between an unmanned ship and an autonomous ship. And there are differences. So a, an autonomous ship can come with varying degrees of automatic operation. It doesn't mean that necessarily there's nobody on board. An unmanned ship is a very autonomous ship. Mm. And this is another degree. We have immediately a barrier with regulation. The IMO, the is United Nations Sea, etc., does not yeah. allow for ships sailing around the place without any people on board. Uh, yeah. If I was, like, I would, I've never... I haven't actually talked to the main maritime insurance companies who insure cargo and who insure hull and machinery and who insure P&I, the P&I uh, protection and indemnity against large pollution uh, and other environmental issues, for instance. I don't think we're very close to any of them agreeing to insure uh, an, uh, an international autonomous uh, unmanned vessel. Mm. They're going to have to have a lot of boxes ticked. So okay. people like seafarers should understand that this is a long journey. And so far, I know of one cargo ship that's carrying, uh, in fact, it's still not unmanned, I think, the um, the Yara of Birkeland. I don't think that ship's y even yet unmanned. It's sailing around in territorial waters in Norway. In Norway. Short distance. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> then if you look, so you look at like the journey ahead is quite far. Uh, both technologically and from the business case point of view, just insurance, for example, is very difficult. Then you look at how many people are at sea. There's, you know, between, depending who you read and whether you include the fishing fleets and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You've got about one, 1. 1.5 million people at sea, working at sea. That's something true. like that. Okay. Mm. And I'm, well, I'm happy to be contradicted, but it's not 20 million. It's not even 5 million. Mm. So what percentage of the global workforce is working at sea? It's very, very small. I mean, I mean, and we, we saw the way what happened with the seafarers during COVID. They were just kind of told, well, you just have to keep on working. You're stuck on the ships. Keep working. Mm. Although they were the vital supply chain arteries of the world. And that's, you know, that's kind of the way it is. They're out there. They continue working, whatever. Yeah. Um, so to replace all those people, there's still enough, a lot of people to replace. To replace all them with autonomous ships when your ship is not necessarily easy to retrofit for unmanned operation and it has a lifetime of 25 years when you build it, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm. So well, I don't think that there's a huge threat, imminent threat. I think you're looking at maybe two generational change where for, yeah. for me, there was no, pro no question about seafaring jobs being out there with up and down. For your generation, there's now a bit of a question about some ships maybe start to be unmanned. Mm. It's probably more likely that your kids 
yeah. will be yeah. like, oh, you know, now by now they've kind of unmanned ten percent of the world fleet, and over the next fifty years, it's probably going to get to like fifty percent. And yeah. they'd be like, yeah, I don't think I'll bother going for a seafaring career. You know, I think it's more likely that kind of situation. More like that, yes. Okay. But uh, anyway, we have a, still a big shortage for recruiting new seafarers. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so at least I want to say it's fine. But yes, I want to Maybe you talk to someone else who works in shipping automation. They'd be like, no, no, no. You know, in 20 years, it's going to be 50% of the fleet will be on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a. It's, it's a Thank you. It's very interesting, but uh, yeah, I think uh, about the, the autonomous ships is not very a big threat in the future. It will be more about sustainability first, then yeah. we have to work on this uh, challenge. So thank you very much, Connor, for this interview. It was very interesting, and I wish you a very pleasant day. Thank you. It was very nice to talk to you. I hope I was uh, of yeah some use. <laughs> thank you. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Maritime Vision podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights into the maritime industry. Be sure to tune in for our next episode, where we'll continue to explore the latest trends and developments in this fascinating field.